According to a new Ipsos poll, two-thirds of adults globally, 64%, report being happy, 14% very much so, and 50% rather so. Stacey McAlpine describes herself as a passionate, purpose-driven leader whose assisted organizations innovate, create growth, manage change, and solve complex challenges for more than 20 years. She's a life and transformation coach and the founder and CEO of Journey Fuel LLC, where she works to create and develop programs which are intended to reignite souls and accelerating paths for individuals to live lives that they're excited to wake up to. McAlpine took some time out of her schedule this week to join me to have a conversation about organizational prosperity, personal and professional growth, and whipping up a recipe for success so that we can all live the life that we intended and are happy to live. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. originally was in consulting with big organizations. So like PricewaterhouseCoopers, Ernst & Young, some of the big names around who do consulting. Like I did business process improvement. I did project management. I did change management. And it's basically adding structure, um, using proven methodologies that in consulting are standard methodologies that you just apply to new situations. But they're the same framework, the same best practices that deliver results. And so a big part of it too is change management because anytime you make a change to a company, it requires people to change. And so I did a lot around how to get people to adopt the change that we were making and get their buy-in and get them acting on it. So about a decade ago, um, in my personal life, I was a disaster, super overwhelmed, working 50 to 60 hour weeks, um, plenty of debt. My husband at the time was in law school. 
uh, mortgage upside down, you know, the whole nine. And I was just exhausted. I have kids, wasn't spending enough time with them. And so I ended up going to quit after I did some values work. So first I got myself to a point where I just said, this isn't, this is not something I can continue doing. I had my light bulb moment and um, decided that I needed to get clear on what is it that I want out of my life and did a lot of work on values, like did a bunch of the programs like Tony Robbins and, you know, the other seminars out there and was thinking about, well, how do I actually live that? Cause I've known some of that stuff. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I start applying what I do for my clients to myself. So I started to get even more clear on what it is that I wanted and decided that one of my actions to live those values was to go and get a different job where I could have a life. And when I went to my boss, long story short, he basically said that he thought I could stay and be successful and do a lot uh, work 40 hour weeks, two days a week from home. And I didn't think that was realistic, but he said that he thought I did too much. So it just created this situation where I wanted to see, okay, if, if he's saying I'm doing too much, what don't I need to do anymore? What can I get off of my plate that I've been burning myself out doing and see if I can still be successful? So I just took all of those things between my professional life, between my values work, between everything I've learned in personal development and started applying that to deciding how to prioritize my time. And so ultimately what ended up happening was I was able to work 40 hours a week instead of 50 to 60 and make my promotion. And it all came down to how to use my values actively in my life and apply them knowing what results I want, which was all stuff I learned in consulting. It was just a matter of integrating those things. And so ever since then, I've just been on a mission to share it with other people of how you can do that outside the corporate world. And just as an individual, how can we as individuals benefit from that? We're taking all the boring out. So my company is called Journey Fuel because it's, you know, life's a journey. You need the fuel to keep going. And you I know, really, yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say we all need to uh, proper perspective and motivation, right? Yeah, exactly. And prioritization, right? So it's like, how do we help individuals do that? And so that's what I started doing of with the term journey, being able to turn all the lingo into like map instead of strategic plan and destination instead of goals and kind of take the trigger words out of the language that usually keep people stalled from moving. So those are all the things that I've been learning that I'm sharing through my programs. Yeah, fascinating. And tell me, I know it means a lot to you to be a purpose-driven leader and help sort of steer organizational uh, change and culture and purpose. So tell me about So um, in terms of which piece specifically? In terms of you know, being like a purpose-driven leader and helping to uh, sort of steer organiz organizational change. Yeah, so what I loved about um, 
working in the corporate world with some of the organizations, like I worked with Google, I worked, I did consulting for Department of Defense, for Department of Homeland Security, military health, like all these big mission centered, make a difference companies. And so I liked being a part of that. So for me, applying that into individuals, it's, well, how can I help individuals become who they are and get what they want? And that's something that I've just always been driven by is how to make a difference. And so the whole entire premise of everything that I do is how can I help other people have a process that they can trust for getting the change that they want in their lives so that they can show up as who they're here to be and create their own ripple effect. So that's how I view what I do is I'm just helping other people be who they are and have the life experience they want and just ultimately create a ripple effect around the planet of people doing what they're here to be and loving what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Stacey, tell me, what does it mean to you to live a balanced one? So I found that there is no such thing as balance, <laughs> but there's knowing what is important and finding ways to integrate them together in ways that ultimately you're creating the experience of life that you want to have. And so that might mean doing more of this thing at this time and a little less of that or doing more of everything at a certain time. But how do you do those elements and achieve the experience that you want at the same time without overwhelming and without leaving something behind? So it's, you know, more, the, the main thing is to know what I, I help people create seven values or what my last, you know, the last uh, walk talk weekend I did, one of the people that were in my course said that they wanted to call it a treasures instead of values. I thought that was pretty cool. But so it's taking those things, which is no more than seven, seven things that we know if we have those seven things in our lives or aligned with those seven things, then we can enjoy the life that we are here to live. So it's how to use those seven things every single time you make a choice of how you're going to spend your time so that whatever you are spending your time on, it's only within those things that you care about most and stop doing the things that you don't. And then once you know what those things are in terms of the balance or in terms of how to um, be able to live without overwhelm is of another process around, well, how do you decide when's the right time? Do I need to do it now? Is it better to defer it? Do I delegate it or, you know, delete it? Um, and I have a whole process around how to decide when the right time is and still keep your vision alive in, a in action. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you uh, have courses to help people along in that journey. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about them. Yes. Yeah, so my, my trademark um, foundational program is called Walk the Talk Weekend, and that's Anytime anybody is working with me, that's where they would start um, because it's so foundational. And that's a two and a half day program. It's an $897 program. Um, but to your audience, I'm uh, able to gift you tickets to give to your audience of that so they could come for free the next time I have a Walk the Talk weekend. But it's a two and a half day program. And it's where we create the... Um, Clarity, certainty, and then activate of 
the different things that we know we want to create. So day one's all about getting clear on what do they really want life to be like. And the second day is all about, um, you know, why? And is are those the things that really are what they want? Are they shoulds? You know, how to get really passionate and connected to that. And then the last day is really taking the tools and techniques that I've created for how to get the balance or how to find the um, prioritizations and how to start to change behavior. We learn some techniques on day three. So that's Walk the Talk weekend. So by the end, you know what your core seven are and you're walking your talk. And then the next level is I have a set of programs for now that you've taken those baby steps, how to help people navigate that without overwhelm to get started and start to build trust in themselves and trust in the process that they can do more and then build them uh, how to look at the entire rest of their year is um, kind of the journey for the rest of the year and how to map all of the rest of the things that they want to accomplish into those seven things. So then they just have a map that they can walk with. And so I have a program for that. I have a program for how to assess alignment with that. So after they've been test driving it for a while, then they can um, rejigger it and see where to, to, to adjust. And then I have a larger program that's around um, how to add you know, additional support. So I have bigger programs that have more one-on-one, more group support. So it's a very wide range of all the tools that they could ever need for getting clear on what they want, how to live what they want, and how to have the capacity to do it so that they can enjoy what they're doing. And it's not just feeling like work. And Sasha, I know that you work also with executives and companies to build a high empowering uh, team to help them uh, drive the outcome that they want. So for any executives that may be watching this, I'm curious to ask you about how we build empowering teams that really really can affect uh, positive outcomes. Yeah, 100% is all about establishing the same things at the team level of what is it that as a team, the outcome is, what is the experience that they're looking to have professionally and as an organization, what are the outcomes that they are looking to create and lining those up. So having an inspiring outcome or mission for the organization to have that clear of how they're making a difference and then tying that to the team members and explaining how their role enables the achievement of that, the difference in the impact that they're making by being a part of it. And then from there, really establishing, um, you know, what are the, the things that we want to put in place to get the outcomes that we want and help keep them on track so they know what they what the next step is to do and the impact that that has. And so that way they're all working from the same sheet of music while doing something that's gonna make a difference and inspire them along the way. But it's really comes down to being super clear on what it is as the leader of the team. What is it the leader wants? What is the positive impact that that's going to make? And then articulating that to the team so that they can believe in that and line themselves up with that and be able to then also relate it to each person on the team. So not just a team goal, 
but how do they take that team goal and then individually line up what they care about and their role in that so that they can get their own inspiration in their own lives and see the same value all the way around. Yeah, and I, I know that you're on a mission to impact a million people uh, to do uh, the work that we're discussing. So tell me about the mission, how it's going, and how people can get involved in it. Yeah, so to, there's a number of ways because you can't hit a, uh, reach a million people on my own. Otherwise, it would take forever. So it's a combination of um, finding the people out there that want the support and engaging them and letting them know where I'm at. So being able to find me and then also those people making sure that they have the incredible experience that's life altering to them. So they then become wanting to be able to help others and letting those people know, hey, this can be really valuable to you. So spreading the word that way. And then also in larger platforms, being able to um, work one-on-one -on -one with people as well as larger groups. And I'm starting to build into larger groups. And once we get out of COVID, you know, some in-person stuff where more people can attend in person. But it's a combination of making sure that I know what it is that people are looking for, where those people are that really want um, to live a life they love waking up to, and then how to let them know how to find me. And then from there, just delivering the most incredible experience possible and getting the results that I know that they can get by doing the things that I'm teaching and just having that be a ripple effect across the planet. Absolutely. Can I just to get your a definition of effective leadership and how it relates to empowerment as well? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we're all leaders in our own way. So whether it's in an organization or it's in your own life, it's um, leading and being in control of your choices and create, making choices that are in alignment with what is important to you. And um, in and of itself, just doing those things create their own authenticity. Um, they're showing up in their own authenticity. And just by showing up as who they are here to be and living the life that is important to them, they want to live, then other people are going to be inspired to do the same just in and of itself. And if you're showing up as a leader in your own life, leading um, your own choices, making your, the choices that you can control, um, looking at, well, how do I make that impact? Who can I have involved? How do you articulate the value of them being involved? And then having a way forward that um, maps that out so that everybody can see the map and follow the plan. So it's a, it's a number of things that if we were to simplify it, it would be number one is knowing what it is that you want to live as an experience of your lifetime on the planet. Because life experience is really just an accumulation of feelings. That's all it really is. So however we feel creates the experience of life that we have. So it's looking at if I want to feel that way, what are the things that I need in my life to, to create those feelings? And then how does that line up with to be able to do that who and what do I want in my life and how do I go get it? And then each one of those things is really, you know, um, 
I think any of us that show up as who we're here to be in, all, in pure 100% authenticity, then our gifts just, you know, they, um, they just sort of happen. You know, if we're following that as our own lead and recognizing that the intention for other people is they need to see what they believe in in alignment with that, if they're a part of whatever we're doing. And then it just kind of creates these connections and then having the clarity and the map that you create to say, okay, now I know what I'm doing here. Here's how you're showing up and what, what value you bring when you're here. Here are the expectations for where we're going. And here's a map of where we're, where it all leads. It just falls into place from there. Yeah, absolutely. And Tessa, I'm just ask you what it means to you to maximize potential and what do you think maximizing uh, potential and emo emotional intelligence have any uh, similar uh, correlations? Yeah, so emotional intelligence, I think, um, is sometimes people really need to learn that. It's not just a natural thing and learning about people and learning how people are different. In terms of potential, what I teach is first you have to get in touch with what it is that you want life to be about for you in terms of an experience. And a lot of times people can really get paralyzed by, you know, if you start with what do you want, it can be somewhat paralyzing because a lot of people don't know what they want or they're like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm here for. So what my guidance is, is to be able to figure that out start with how do I want life to feel? And if that's how I want life to feel, what are things that would be in my life to get those feelings? And then as you build that awareness within yourself, then you're able to start to see some patterns and themes that'll draw you into, here's what I want my life to be about. Here's who I want in it. Here's the things that I want to experience. And then from there, it really is making sure that those aren't shoulds. So if we think we should do it, it doesn't belong. We're not going to achieve our full potential if we're doing a bunch of shoulds. We're going to achieve potential when we're living our soul's uh, purpose and why we're here. So once yeah. you get in touch with that and to really live in potential, it's really looking at how do I live a life I love waking up to in an authentic way and as soon as you just start taking those steps and just live in authenticity, your potential is going to come. It's a matter of having the tools and the techniques for how to help shape what things to pick, when to pick them, and how to guide um, the decisions that you're making in order to achieve and realize that potential, which I have a whole bunch of different things that I do with people to, to train that. Um, but it really comes down to if anybody had to do something today to change and start living their potential, the number one thing is thinking about how do I want my life to feel as an experience? And from that, what can I do to start to get closer to having those feelings? And even if you don't know the, the answer, it's what's one thing that I can do that would get me closer to that and just take a baby step and get rolling. Yeah, you gotta uh, crawl before you can walk, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Stacey, I'm uh, curious to ask 
ask you how you define an inclusive societal and business culture. So for me, I love that question. Um, I've not really kind of thought of it in that way. So I think it's, um, it really comes to awareness. And that's something that um, in change management, there's a methodology that they refer to as ADCAR. And it's, it's um, a series of, of things to happen in a certain order in order to get where we're getting to be where we want to be. And it starts with awareness. So ADCAR means awareness, and then it gets into desire, and then it gets into knowledge, and then ability, and then reinforcement. So I think inclusivity is really starting with an awareness of what it is in the world that we have to experience. You know, there's an awareness of what we want. It's an awareness that these are people and humans on the planet with us and being aware of, in the first place, what is it that they want to be here and experience? What are the gifts that they're here to experience? And just supporting authenticity all the way around. And as long as each of us are showing up in authenticity and realizing that each individual is here to have their own soul's journey, to have their own authenticity, and to just respect that, you know, to give them the space to be authentic. And what we can do too is just recognize that um, when we allow other people to be in their authenticity, we're giving them the space to be who they are. It just creates a different vibe and completely different energy that can create that inclusivity naturally because we're just being curious, you know, being curious about other people, being curious about what they care about, being curious about, you know, how things can fit together and also being authentic ourselves. So if we're authentic and we allow other people their space and curiosity to be authentic, that's really, to me, a way of being inclusive. And then based on that, my belief is that if all of us just show up and be here who we're here to be, that completely changes the energy around the planet. You know, if I'm here being authentic, if you're here being authentic, if someone else is being authentic, their energy will completely change. Their, their experience of life will completely change. And if everybody is having a life that they live or love waking up to, if they can find their path to doing that by just showing up as who they're here to be and being curious and supportive of others, it just creates this ripple effect around the planet and will completely change the way that everybody can um, you know be around one another, see see the good in one another. So that's that's one way to do it. And then in terms of organizations, if you think about an organization, um, I think the most important thing is first being aware of what it is that the organization is wanting to achieve. And if that's an achievement that other people can find connection to, how can they connect to that? And including what they do to support that mission and making that super clear. And when people are clear on where they fit in, then they can contribute. And if they're not, then they're just not a fit, right? But it's about as an organization and as a team, as, as a leader, knowing what it is that we're trying to create and allowing other people to understand that in a way that they can make a decision if that's something that is working for them or not. And if it doesn't, then you know, let's go to find what it is that they can be passionate and contribute to. So I think it's a number of different things. 
Yeah, and how was just a follow up to that? How important is it whether it be personally or professionally to sort of take all ownership of your own story and create your own narrative? Oh, it's huge. I mean, there's no way that we could actually be happy if all we're doing is thinking about, you know, the things that that we can't do or, you know, all the reasons why things have happened to us and are getting in our way. You know, it really comes down to um, how can we look at the circumstances that we've experienced and understand that, that there's something we can always learn from that. Even if it's a horrific experience, not meaning that you can just, you know, oh, you can get over anything. It's not that. It's knowing that you have the strength to get through it, first of all. Secondly, it's of that. What are some of the things that if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't know today? You know, there are things that I can now be empowered by from that. And what have I learned from a boundaries perspective of what I don't want in my life? So you learn about what you do want, what you don't want, and you come away with a completely new set of experiences. And then as you're going through what I talked about is what we do in Walk the Talk Weekend. You know, you have to figure out what is it that you want in life. And if you want those feelings, how do you move toward getting them and focus less on, you know, if you have a certain feeling today, what I teach is, okay, so how do you feel today? How do you want to feel instead? If you're feeling this way and you want to feel some way instead, what are three things you can do right now that can get you closer to the feeling that you want? And now you're focused on what you want instead of where you are. But you're aware of where you are because that's super important. And then it's how do you get closer to where you want to be? And if there are a bunch of excuses around that, it's asking yourself, you know, is that fact? If Like, let's say, oh, well, it happened to me before or that's never going to happen. It's really asking, is that true? Like, is that a fact? Or is that something that I've determined based on a set of circumstances that no, no life experience will ever have the same circumstance? There will always be something different. And then yeah. if we still can't convince ourselves based on that, it's like, okay, well, if I don't believe in that, what can I do instead? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious to ask you when you're not working or even when you are, you know, I'm a big believer in celebrating the wins in life. So how do you sort of recenter yourself and celebrate the wins you have both personally and professionally? Yeah, you, I mean, it takes practice to get ourselves in the mindset to to remember the power of that and um, to really appreciate that everything that we're engaging in during the day is something that we are being in motion you know we're taking action and in and of itself that's a win right that we're doing something and if we're if we're not doing something that's contributing and it's not a you know feel like that you can't celebrate anything then you can celebrate being in awareness that you aren't doing anything to be able to feel good about it, right? So it's you can always celebrate something. And even in project management, there's a, a methodology that I'm certified in that you know project managers around the planet get certified in. And even in that, it says that celebration is critical to achievement of 
you know, some of these outcomes. So if you don't stop and celebrate, there is no getting to the outcome because you're going to burn out. And so it's being intentional. So it could be saying every Friday, you know, I think back or, you know, thoughtful Thursday on Thursday, I'm going to think about what did I do so far this week or in the last few days that I can celebrate today and just being intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, uh, Susan, I'm curious to ask you about your own personal and professional legacy. And when you look back on your life, how do you want that to be defined? I want it to be defined as being living a life that um, is my mission statement is to extract extract enjoyment from life while living is who I'm here to be and bring it to others along the way. So my version of legacy is if we just go inside of us and decide that this is the experience of life I want to have. And if I live in pure authenticity, that my legacy will be that it will inspire others to do the same while also by me doing what's authentic, I'm, using the gifts that I've been here to give automatically. And that's something I think people sometimes can spin on is, you know, what, what am I here to do? What is my purpose? And, and in the end, my belief is our purpose is to be who we are put here to be. So by thinking about what difference can I make? What can I do here to not even to think about that? Like not how do I pay it forward? How do I make a difference? the way to pay it forward and make a difference is to get aligned with our soul and our being in alignment with that will automatically result in whatever difference we're here to make because we're going to be inspired. Right? So if I'm here and it's authentic to me to go to med school, then I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to make a difference. If I'm inspired to be an artist, I'm going to make art that's going to inspire other people. So it's actually quite simple. If we, really allow ourselves to believe that if all we do is focus on who we're here to be, extract joy out of life and share it with people along the way, that legacy is going to create itself and create a ripple effect across everybody being able to do the same thing. If I can, if I can create a legacy of empowering people to live authentically, that would be the biggest win for me. Um, and I get really emotional about it because it's easy to make a ripple effect that's positive and it's by showing up as who we're here to be and the rest just happens. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for people that want to get connected with the good work that you do or with you personally, what's the best avenue they can do that? So the best way to do that is if they were to go to um, at your journey fuel, which is my Facebook um, on Facebook, at your journey fuel there's always a link there to our latest programs um you can become you know friend us on there follow us on there because you'll always know exactly what programs we have going on what things we've got going and then the other thing is to go to walkthetalkweekend.com which is our our program i was talking about walkthetalkweekend.com and input your name they put kevin in the source, then you can have that $897 program for for free as a gift to your audience that you can give to your audience by allowing me to be here today. 
So it's all about Kevin allowing me to share that. And just to input that, you get an $897 program for free and you get to start right off the bat of making um, change in your life that help you live a life you love waking up to. Well, Stacey, I have to tell you that I am grateful that we've had the chance to engage in conversation about a transforming life and helping people live the life that they're excited to wake up to your uh, work in the space. And Tom, on my behalf, is most appreciated. And I want to thank you for being here this afternoon. Thank you. And I just want to, um, you know, shout out to you. I'm just really enjoying our time together and your inspiration of you doing you by doing your podcast and making such a difference. So just to celebrate you and what you're doing, I feel really privileged to be able to be able to interact with you and be a part of it. You're very inspiring. So thank you so much.